0: This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Well, good morning, Canada. Welcome to GTC. Zucchino, Weeks, Scully will be along today we got a busy day. What a crazy couple of weeks back-to-back. What do they call it again? The Dublin Double, I believe is the name. Something along those lines. Another gorgeous day to play golf, by the way, if you're listening to us in southern Ontario. So I hope you're getting great weather regardless as as to where you're listening to Golf Talk Canada this morning. And maybe you're getting a little golf in. Speaking of getting a little golf in, someone who got a little golf in this week, our good friend, our co-host, Mr. Bob Weeks. Weeksy, how are you this morning?
2: Doing very good this morning, Mark. Yeah, it's nice. Nice morning out there. It's going to be a little bit hot again. I think folks are going to uh, need to uh, cover up, put the sunscreen on, and get out there. But uh, it will be a beautiful day, but it will be a little bit on the warm side, right?
1: Yeah, you'll never hear me complain about the heat. That that is for sure. (laughs) So uh, before we get into it this morning, you played a little golf this week. So I want to know how things went in the club championship. And more specifically, on the 15th hole at Weston, did you uh, do better than 10? Because if you did, you're better <laughs> under the gun than Bryson the DeChambeau was.
2: <laughs> That's right. There is a fence on the 15th hole, too. <laughs> you could probably put it over there. Uh, well, you know, the be- I always find that the best thing about match play is that you, it's, it's so entertaining when it gets right down to the very last hole, and there's two guys putting, everything's, you know, all wrapped up in, in just what's going to happen in those last two putts. Unfortunately, my match was nothing like that. <laughs> I, was, I was largely over after the first couple of holes. The uh, my uh, uh, Blake McDonald, my opponent, crushed me four and three. But he won the first two holes. I never had the lead, and uh, I was outclassed most of the day. I did manage to. I think I won like three holes, maybe or something. But a fun day. He was a deserving victor, and I do enjoy match play even when you do get crushed. It's so much fun. And uh, it was good to be back. I haven't been, been able to play in the club championship for a long time because obviously we're, we're always traveling on the road, so you can't commit to something. But um, it was a good day out good, out, good day out on the golf course, and, uh, and a lot of fun, even if I am out of the championship in the first round.
1: Yeah, the other thing I like about Match Play too, Bob is you maybe get to play with some people that you normally wouldn't set up around with, you know, and it's nice like that. You get to meet other members, meet other people, or people you know, but don't necessarily get to play lots of golf with. And you're not the only Golf Talk Canada host to get crushed this week. Yesterday I played with, uh, Hammer. Hempstead and I went out and I was 2-0 two, two on him this year. I, I had him both times. I know it was, uh, I know it was bothering him. I told you the last time we went out, he went up to TaylorMade and got fitted for a new sim and ah. couldn't stand how far I was hitting it. So yesterday he just hands me my lunch. He shoots 68. He just walked all over me, wow. shot 400 par 68. I was two. yeah, I was the other side. I was two over at a, a bit of a day struggling, two over. I was one under after nine and then the wheels fell off. So, uh, yeah, both we're of gonna, us, we're have uh, to regroup, yeah, not a good we're week for regroup. those.
3: No,
2: we're going to yeah. have to regroup and see what <laughs> well, we can do That's here. because this is, you this is... and
1: I have, yes, well, it's, it's because you and I haven't, we haven't teamed up yet uh, in, in a while to take on Nick no. or Adam, so that's what we need to, we need to get that done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, let's get, uh, let's get to the show, because we got a busy show t- uh, today, 20 Weeks made we're giving away, it's a big week, Bob, we're giving away a set of Tiger Woods irons, the P7TWs we are giving away uh, today during 20 Weeks of TaylorMade uh Joseph McLucky from uh JPSM Golf uh is going to be uh, coming by. We we've been doing Did you end up buying a trolley? Uh I forgot to ask I, you, Bob. Did you end up buying
2: one? I I bought it this week, <clears throat> but I haven't got it yet. There is a, it's a good story, oh, I think. I haven't I didn't talk to Joseph. I just went on the line and 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 did it online, but I think the uh I think the sales are through the roof on these things. Just everybody's playing golf and everybody wants yeah, to Yeah, and that's the so. re-
1: yeah, that's the reason why we were you know I, we reached out to Joseph to have him on because you know you and I have been doing these kind of silver lining stories in in the world of COVID and and to your point, uh, golf is up through the roof and people are walking and so is the use of an electric walking trolley regardless of uh, what type what model they are they are through the roof so we thought hey let's have Joseph on and, and, and let him give a little window into you know, why this product has become so popular. So we're going to have him on later. Winner's weird or what? Scully will be around. We'll do some stardom. Sit them um, We'll uh, take a look at the Open Championship, by the way. We, you know, Bob, this was going to be Open Championship week? Unbelievable. Yeah.
2: And I, here we are. It's weird. I,
1: talking about I, I, uh, the uh, memorial.
2: I haven't uh, taken stuff out of my calendar. I had sort of my, <clears throat> on my computer and every once in a while something pops up and reminds me, oh yeah, that's been canceled. Then that was one on Last week where it said, oh yeah, you're leaving for the uh, Open Championship today. Oh no. No, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, no, you're not.
2: <laughs>
1: we'll get to it all today. It's going to be, uh, be a busy one. But first, let's get to some news and headlines.
0: News and headlines are brought to you by the Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today.
1: Well... Let's start with uh, what we teased off the top. Obviously, the Memorial taking place this week. We're going to get into the leaderboard and some PGA Tour audio from the Memorial coming up in segment two, but what about Bryson DeChambeau and the story of Bryson DeChambeau? One over par coming into the 15th hole yesterday, Bob, looked like he was uh going to make the cut easily with uh, some, uh you know, certainly with the par 5 15th in front of him. He's one over, the cut line's plus three. Uh, not you know playing his best golf but certainly going to be part of the weekend proceeds to take a 10 uh it was an ugly 10 um well let me start with you what what did you what was your first take like when you were watching it unfold what what were you thinking because i was i didn't know what to think i'm like i i was thinking what is he not even trying was my kind of initial reaction what 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 was yours
2: very, very similar, you know, it was sort of a uh, a sense of, of what is he doing here? It's almost like he wanted to miss the cut or something and go home. Maybe he has a, a dinner reservation or something on Saturday night. But it was it, the strangest thing to me is after he, he hits the first one into the creek, okay? They can't find it. Then he drops one and he pulls out a wood. And I'm thinking, a wood from there? What I mean, like, what what are you doing? You got a fairway. Uh, and you're going to try and hit it, and he obviously had to hook it. And I don't know how you hook it out of a lie like that because you can't get the club on the ball. There's going to be mounds of grass in between it. And after the first two go out of bounds, uh, you know, the the, the thought that hit in my mind now is, this guy's going to run out of golf balls because you know usually guys carry maybe six golf yeah. balls in their bag. He's he's lost three now on this one hole. <laughs> I'm thinking, hmm, you better not, uh, you better not miss too many in the water or something coming in. But it, yeah, it was just the strangest thing. I have no idea what was going through his head.
1: And what about the conversation on the uh, the uh, I guess the rule, like trying to find out where the out of bound line was. He he was fairly persistent that he thought his golf ball was in play. The rule is is pretty simple for with the absence of of white snakes or a painted line. It is the, the outside of the large posts in the, uh, in the property fence that, that, that separates the homes from the golf course at Memorial. The golf ball was clearly inside the large posts, or I should say outside, I should say, the large posts, not in play. Using the tiny kind of dividers, for lack of a better term, within the fence, it was half and half. You, you could make an argument there. If that was the line, but that is not the line. The line is the outside of the of the of the actual fence post, the wide post. Uh, he asked for the second ruling. He brought up Phil Mickelson at Bay Hill. What do you take? What do you take from all that? Is that sour grapes? Did he really think his ball was in play? I don't know what to. I really don't know what to feel there
2: well you know he he does have the option of asking for a second opinion on a ruling that's something that the pj tour players can do he didn't he just wanted to get a clarification on it. and i mean it sort of details the way his mind works he is very scientific always looking for some kind of an advantage or a um, advantage might not be the right word but but the the um really trying to maximize every possibility to see if that was in play it did seem a little harsh. It did seem a little um, dismissive of the rules officials at certain points, but uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of a weird – Bryson's a weird dude. <laughs> he's not a bad guy, but he's a weird dude, and that yep. kind of shows it.
1: Yeah, it certainly does, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. This is a couple of weeks in a row now. There's always something, it seems. Even when he's winning, there's always something. So this is something we're going to see for the rest of the year. Now, speaking of always something – Tiger Woods, obviously, anytime he does anything, anytime he moves, uh, he's part of the news. 76 yesterday, barely makes the cut. Actually, we thought he was going home until the cut line moved late on Friday. And then, of course, it's I've got the stiff back. And I have no doubt in the world, Bob, that his back doesn't feel good. But here's my problem with the whole I got a stiff back thing. And I want to get your opinion. I want to get Scully's opinion on this, too. I don't think his back ever feels good. Like, I truly believe his back feels like garbage all the time. So when you shoot 66, your back's gonna feel like garbage. And when you shoot 76, your back's gonna feel like garbage. So, uh, I don't really know if I wanna hear about the back anymore, unless we're at the point with the back where it's gotten progressively worse and, and it's worse than it was six months ago or a year ago. I don't know if that, I don't wanna be pointing to back stiffness now when we haven't seen you in five months and you obviously had a lot of rust in your game. That's the reason you shot seventy six. You haven't played golf.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard to know. It's like like when you see guys who withdraw from tournaments with a bad back, is did the bag back come before the seventy seventy eight or did it cause the seventy eight? And there's no there's no right answer. But I, I honestly think that Tiger was clearly uh struggling more with his back yesterday than he was just, just the way he was coming up out of the swing um, you can see him kind of f- like like flinching a little bit, almost out of the swing. That right shoulder sort sailing up a little bit, and the ball's sailing off to the right. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, there's a report this morning. He's teeing off right now, actually, and uh, there's a report this morning says that his back feels much better. So I think we're gonna be it's gonna be like the weather reports from from every uh, every indication going forward. Now, anytime Tiger plays, we're gonna get his his daily back report.
1: Yeah, that, that, I'm. I I know we're going. It's going to be the August, the summer of of Tiger back reports, and it's just I'm I'm dreading it. Absolutely bloody dreading it. All right, uh, missing cuts, big names. Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler. Unfortunately, Nick Taylor, who had a great week last week, is going to go home. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, as previously mentioned, Webb Simpson going home, who's played so well and so consistent this year. Man, this golf course looks a lot tougher than it did a week ago, Bob.
2: It is uh stunning how much different it is and the guys are talking about about you know how it's the same golf course obviously but how much difficult more difficult it's playing and you can see they must have just turned the sprinklers off because those those greens are starting to get brown like US Open and to me this this is as close to a major championship course as the guys have played so far and in some ways you know it's kind of showing the teeth of uh, of who's got who's got the game and who doesn't and might be exposing Bryson a little bit um it's a little probably a little early to say that but but uh he certainly didn't have the the week that we were thought even without that 10 but uh it's interesting to uh to look at that golf course and and what a difference it's been from from really from from last Sunday to Thursday.
1: Right. And we should also note that Brooks Kepka made the cut on the bubble and has double bogeyed his first hole. So uh Kepka continuing to struggle as well. And to your point, Bob, this is a golf course that is the first real test of the year as we start to get ready for what will be a busy August and September with two majors, three playoff events in seven weeks. Okay, in closing, uh, seems to be a, a formal announcement coming soon that Steph Curry will host a PGA Tour event next fall. I have heard uh, TPC Harding Park. Uh, in the san francisco area which makes a lot of sense and would it be i guess an obvious uh, connection that this would then take the spot on the schedule that would have been the fall spot at the Greenbrier, which will be no longer uh the Greenbrier? that might uh, you know unless we're going to see another rejigging of the schedule i assume this event would go there
2: yeah and uh it's likely that the the sponsor the title sponsor is going to be the one who sponsored last week workday so uh, kind of a win-win here for the PGA Tour. You get Steph Curry, you get a, a, an able sponsor, an active sponsor, guy Workdays sponsoring a lot of the PGA Tour players. So uh, win-win all the way around and another stop to uh, fill the gap that was the Greenbrier.
1: Yep, there you go. Steph Curry, great name to have attached. Okay, on the other side, we're going to jump into this leaderboard a little deeper, hear from some of the leaders at the Memorial at Murfield Village. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new SIM and SIM Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit taylormadegolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Weeks, Scully be around in a short bit, in fact, I think next segment coming up, we're going to shout a little favorite Open Championship moments coming up. Let's take a look at the Memorial scoreboard. we got a lead on top. Ryan Palmer, Tony Finau, they're both at 9-under par. Bob, did you have a chance to see any of the uh, skins match between uh, Finau and Rom and McDowell? And was it Poulter, I believe, on Wednesday? Tony Finau was 6-under on his own ball through nine holes on the... In that little skins format. So he was pretty hot by the time he put that ball on the ground Thursday morning.
2: <laughs> he, uh, he warmed up last week at home, shot a 59 on his home course. So the guy is on fire. Uh, man, he is, he is an impressive guy to watch when you see, uh, that swing and, uh, and you know he's got another gear if he wants it. But man, it's, uh, it's, I can't underst- The only thing I can't understand about Tony Finaut is why he hasn't won more.
1: Yes, you, there's, there's, I, I'm with you. He hits it a mile. Uh, all the pieces are in play all the time. Uh, it seems like he does everything fairly well. Like, I mean, there's no holes in the game. You're right. Why is he one more? And he plays hard golf courses well. Look at his outings at majors. And to your point off the top of the show, this is the closest thing we've had to a major championship challenge so far on the PGA Tour. And like, when the course gets harder and the challenge gets more difficult, Finau seems to play Well, now Ryan Palmer will be as tied. He's in that final group with Finau today at 150. Ryan Palmer recently put an old putter in the bag. His caddy actually convinced him, we need something different to look at. We need a change. He went home. He dusted off an old original odyssey that he's had for like 20 years, threw it in the bag, and it has ignited his play. He's nine under par, 67, 68, and he'd be tied with uh, Tony Finau. But Palmer... You know, it's not that he's played bad, uh, uh, either this year. He's shown some signs of life as well from, uh, Ryan Palmer. Yeah, it, it, 68 to, uh, open. Oh, excuse me. That's the wrong, wrong score. I hit his scorecard. It popped up TPC Summerlin. That's not his scorecard. He opened with 67 and followed up with 68. But to me, this doesn't feel like a Ryan Palmer golf course, but here he is, Bob.
2: Yeah. You know, he's, he's just one of those guys who seems to play well on a lot of different kinds of courses, and um, he's sneaky long off the tee. You don't consider him to be a long hitter, but he is sneaky long off the tee. And when that putter starts rolling like it is, uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty impressive to watch. He's just sort of one of those, uh, he's been been around there for a while, and he's an under the radar guy, but he's a very good player in my opinion.
1: Well, and, and for the, our listeners this morning wondering about him putting in the old Odyssey that, you know, he used for so many years and hasn't had it for a couple of years and went back to it. If you keep an old putter in a dark closet for uh, an extended period of time and give it a time out and bring it back out, it does rejuvenate some of its superpowers, but only for a short window. And then it has to go back into the dark closet. All right. Let's hear from a couple of our leaders now, starting with Tony Fino. Tony Fino was 66. 69, looking to con- continue this hot play that started, as Bob said, 59 back and hold, 6-under through 9 holes at the uh, Charity Skins match on Wednesday, and now here at 9-under par.
4: Yeah, just kind of in the middle of last week, uh, my coach board, Summerhays, and I decided to crank some up a little bit after being inspired by Bryson, seeing him, how straight he was hitting it and, and, and how hard. And so I decided to crank it up and um, worked on hitting a really hard fade. And, you know, I've, I've let a few go to you know so far this week, and it's been pretty fun for me to kind of reach back uh, more so than I have
2: in the past and, and kind of open up and hit some so what's the balance in trying to gain that new advantage and messing up the swing you know balance you already, had. Tempo you already I, had yeah I kind of make
4: up my mind if I'm going to do it on the hole or not you know I, I think I'm still figuring it out I don't I don't know the exact balance but uh, the good thing is I've got it got that extra in the tank when I need it on certain holes to so fly a bunker on you know handful of these holes I've got to kind of reach back and, and give it that extra so it's nice to have that in the tank um, but it, it definitely is a balance on overdoing it and, and losing that accuracy
1: and there he is talking about going at it a little harder being uh, inspired by bryson the Shambo, and we'll get into that a little bit uh, deeper during winners weird and what with tony Finau maybe going after it a little harder he will play in the final group 150 eastern uh, nine under par alongside ryan palmer also at nine under par 67 68 let's hear from
0: ryan palmer
3: I knew I played better. There was no doubt about it. Um, it was a matter
2: of if it was going to happen, what I worked on Saturday with Randy Smith, the putter, the short game. you know, The work I put in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was there. So it was a matter of now just letting it happen. So and I couldn't have said told you I'd be sitting here nine under, top of the lead after two rounds. Um, but I knew I I, I, was, I could have had a chance to play good for sure.
4: So uh, it's all worked out. Um, the putter feels awesome, the old old Rossi. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, I tie my driver up a little bit, but other than that, I mean, my, my swing feels great. My short game's there, thanks to Captain Stricker. And, uh,
2: but no, I'm excited uh, for the weekend for sure.
1: A little putting lesson from Steve Stricker. Ryan Palmer with the old putter. Bob, he's just going back to the well, it seems, and it's working for him.
2: <laughs> he's under... uh, he not only sorry. sorry I was just to say not only not only did he get a putting lesson, he got a bunker lesson from him apparently. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting addition. Steve Stricker seems to be the go-to guy when you need help with your short game, right?
1: Yeah, it seems to be. And if uh, things don't work out on the Champions Tour, he could just hang around the PGA Tour just making a bundle each week, just giving lessons, yeah. so... Uh, John Rom, that's the name that's leaping out at me, Bob. He is one off the pace at eight under sixty nine, sixty seven. And if John Rom can get the W this week and, uh, certain math lines up, there's an opportunity for John Rom to become the second Spanish player in history to, to visit world number one. Obviously, Sevi, uh, being the only other, uh, Rom, you know, we've been calling him a future world number one now for what? About three years? It could happen <laughs> this week.
2: He's, uh, he's sort of been trying to find the right gear when he came back, since he's come back, and I think he found, might have found it yesterday. It, uh, it's, it, he sort of said he started off with a bogey the other day and, and just decided, okay, look, I'm just going to start going for it. I'm just going to start playing some hard golf here and get, get out of my own way, and uh, obviously it's paying off for him.
1: Yeah, certainly is. And if you, uh, isn't that the, the, I love that when players say that because I think that's good for all of us. Get out of your own way. We're all in our own way most of the time. And that is part of the trick. He's two, he's one back and a chance to claim number one in the world. Gary Woodland working with the new coach, six under par. What a 68 on Thursday in that win. Gary Woodland out of the modern day players, a guy that can really flight it low. It really helped him on Thursday with that 68. Shez Reavy in at 68, tied along uh, Gary Woodland. Luke List also at 68, continuing to play well, Luke List. Jason Day, well done, Jason Day. Showing some signs of life the last couple of weeks and finally getting off my sit list. And it's good to see with around a 66 yesterday, of course. Murfield Village, his home course. He's a member at Murfield, calls uh, Dublin, Ohio home in the summer he's at five under par and then rounding out the top 10 at four under par there's a large group but Mackenzie Hughes part of it Bob we all thought he might have a good week with a little bit of that extra speed he's picked up 66 yesterday Steve Stricker and Jim Furick are in this group Jordan Spieth and Victor Hovland are in this group defending champion Patrick Cantley is also in that group at 4 under par. Okay, on the other side, we're going to flip gears a bit because Bob should be uh Bob should be covering the Open Championship on the other side <laughs> of the pond this week and he's not. But uh a lot of uh, golf outlets, magazines, Golf Channel, etc., have been kind of taking a look back at oh favorite uh favorite moments, best best uh Opens, etc. We'll jump into it a little next and uh take a little uh, a little uh what do you, what's the best look? Uh, uh, retrospective look. That's what I'm looking at. Walk down our, memory lane. There it is. And some of our favorite open moments. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Zucchino Weeks, and now welcome in Adam Scully. Scully, what's happening, brother?
4: Gentlemen, good to be with you this morning. A lovely day outside. Looking forward to uh, maybe getting on the links, uh in a little bit. Uh, it's a beautiful day out there. It's been a beautiful week for golf, and nice to play some good golf personally as well.
1: All right, I was going to ask you before we jump into the Open Championship, uh what, is the hot streak continuing? Like, where are we right now in the streak? And, and, and get our listeners updated on what we are now referring to as the streak.
4: <laughs> well, uh, first of all, thank you. I, um, so I started the year as a 5 handicap, and I, I'm now down to a 1.8. three. Oof. I shot uh, I shot three consecutive rounds in the 60s. I'm sorry, three consecutive rounds under par. I was uh, three under 69 at Bayview last Wednesday, and then one under 71 at TPC Osprey Valley last Friday, and then last Saturday, when it was a little rainy here, just after our GTC best of, I shot a two under 70, which was amazing. So pretty cool to be six under in three rounds. I'd only broken par once previously in my life, and that was eight years ago at a course, at our home course in Florida. Since then, Mark and Bob, I've played three rounds, 77, 77, 78, and they've, <laughs> been, they've been a little sloppy, but what, if, if my sloppy is now 77 or 78, I'm, I'm pretty ecstatic about that.
2: Yeah. I think we gotta call this now the, the summer of Scully. I think that's what we're gonna refer to. <laughs> <it>. Wow.
4: <laughs> summer of Scully.
1: Well done, Scully. Now, speaking oh. of the summer of Scully, uh, Summer of Scully was going to be, you know, efforting for TSN in working with Bob, uh, from this side of the pond as Bob was on the other side of the pond, you know, getting highlight reels together as TSN mm-hmm. was, you know, going to be broadcasting the Open Championship. Instead, here we are covering the Memorial, which seems so mm-hmm. bizarre. You know, the Open Championship, guys, was really the first tournament to to literally pull the plug and say, we'll take a pass. The, well, they're also the only one with pandemic insurance, so that's a whole other story we could probably get into right there. But we won't for now. Uh But, uh, you know, everybody's kind of been taking a look back this week, and I was curious about this in terms of, what, what your favorite open championship moments are before we get to like your favorite moments or, or, memories of the open Bob in your perspective, do you have a favorite one that you've covered? Uh, because I also know it's very different because, you know, you and I are on the road a lot uh, in terms of, you know, being at PG tour events or majors and doing our jobs. Uh, but I've heard, I've never worked in open and I hear it's very different. So Uh, Tell us a little bit about what that's like, and also what your favorite one to cover might have been.
2: Well, yeah, covering the Open, you never. The first thing is you got to pack for like four seasons, because I've I've done (laughs) I've done stand ups where you're wearing a toque and mitts, and I've done them where I'm wearing shorts and sweating to death, half to death. And then, you know, the the wind, the uh, all the elements play a big part in it, obviously. But it's a it's a different kind of atmosphere. The, the The crowds there are. Remarkable, The number of people who show up and a lot of them, very different than here. A lot of them will pack a lunch and bring it in. And uh, a lot of them are, the beer gardens are open at eight in the morning and, and it's <laughs> going to be a rowdy crowd. And they've got huge grandstands because don't forget, basically everything is flat on these Lynx courses. So they've got these massive, massive grandstands where people go in and, and watch. But um, it's a great atmosphere. It's a very different atmosphere than, say, Augusta. But uh, but I love covering it. And if there's a... I don't know. I was trying to look through the list of the ones that I've actually been at. And I've been at some interesting ones, such as um, the one that Ernie Els won in 2012 when Adam Scott bogeyed the last four holes. That was kind of a strange one. Uh, I remember being at St. Andrews when uh, Louis Oosthuizen won. And Charles Schwartzel was talking to uh, about three of us Trying to tell us how to pronounce Ustazen's last name, and so he would say, "Okay, say it this way, Ustazen," and I would say, "Ustazen," thinking it sounded exactly the same. And he goes, "No, no, 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 no!" And he, we went on for like five minutes, and I couldn't tell the difference of what he was saying. Um, and then, of course, Phil and, and Henrik may be the most memorable one of all, but I don't know about what. What do you guys think,
1: hmm. Adam? What are you yeah. in terms of just moments or memories? If you had to pick a couple that you're your favorite, you know, and why?
4: Yeah, I mean, so I, I was looking back here, and, and and there were some some really cool ones. I mean, of note recently, being on the grounds last year at Royal Point Rush to see Shane Lowry win was unbelievable to say the least. And and Bobby were on the on the grounds that uh, that week, and Marky played the golf course. I want to say a month later or so. Just a great golf course in general. You could tell how the conditions really varied, how the players would play. And and that Sunday it was absolute carnage out there. You know, you look think the J.B. Holmes shooting eighty seven and being in the. Second last group. You never see that at major championships. But but some other uh, other moments, you know, I look back to 2015, the, the year of the Speeth, Speeth going first, third consecutive major, amateur Paul Dunn holding a co lead after 54 holes at, at St. Andrews, and then, you know, Speeth making that miraculous. 40-footer for Birdie on the 16th hole, making bogey on 17 as as the conditions worsened, and then nearly hitting his drive out of bounds on the 18th hole at St. Andrews, which is pretty hard to do, hitting his approach short and nearly making that 50-footer for uh, for the birdie to force the playoff that was a pretty cool moment i think back i know mark you might think this as well 2013 phil mickelson going three wood three wood fracking wood, frack wood on the 17th hole and then making birdie on 18 to to as as he sometimes says uh, his greatest victory of his career there have been some great open championship moments what do you think mark
1: yeah you know like I, so i i went at this a couple of different ways like personally you know, the 13 Open Championship watching Mickelson win on a Lynx golf course. And, you know, if you look at Phil's Open Championship career, the first, you know, the first half of his career versus the second half, like you, you literally need to to Bob's point when Bob was talking about packing and the elements, et cetera, you really need to embrace Lynx golf. And it's the weather, it's the bad hops, it's all the different options, crazy imagination. There's a lot that goes into it and it it sounds like Phil Mickelson golf but for the first half of his career he hated it and then when he started to to love it and embrace it and you look at the second half of what he's done there the win in 2013 the duel with Stenson which was maybe the best duel we've ever seen it's probably better than Watson Nicholson, uh, uh Nicholas excuse me in uh, in, in at Turnberry and I think it was 77 um you know, there's so much of that. There's Tiger Woods uh c- completing his first-ever career Grand Slam in 2000 at St. Andrews. Um, so there's so many different places I could go for memories. But you know what really stuck out at me, guys? No matter all these things that we're talking about, they're unbelievable. They're fantastic memories. They are epic moments. But 20, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, will we still be talking about Mickelson in 2013 uh, or speeth in twenty fifteen, the way we still call it a Jean Vandevel today. Like twenty-one <laughs> years later, right? It is still a Jean Vandevel. It might be the it might be for all the wrong reasons the biggest open championship moment of all time. The 18th hole at Carnoustie. Bob, is there anything like it that we've ever seen in, we've seen collapses in majors. We've seen Norman go backwards. We saw Spieth guys at Augusta a couple of years yep. ago. But we have, have we ever seen a collapse of that magnitude in a single hole, the final hole of a major on a Sunday, the 72nd hole with the world watching? It might be the greatest five- to seven-minute collapse in the history of mankind.
2: Well, I mean, everyone was so certain that Vandevelde was going to win that Championship. I mean the guy who engraves the claret jug had basically started laying out <laughs> his name on the jug. Literally. I mean literally, because they present it right there with his name on it, right? And yeah, I've never seen a guy uh completely unravel over one hole with the entire world watching. And uh I mean, give him credit for uh for sort of embracing it, you know, in years later he went and played the hole with a putter and, and, <laughs> and made six. Uh, but I've never seen anything like that. Uh, you know, the other one that stood out in that same kind of bizarre way, but not quite that level, was John Daly and Costantino Roca um, in that playoff uh, for for a couple of th- you know moments. You thought Daly had it all uh, all squared away, and then Rocca comes up out of nowhere, and then he flubs that chip, and then he holds that putt that nobody makes through the Valley of Sin, and then we we're into a playoff. I mean, uh, there were some bizarre moments there as well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Adam, if you have one that that stood out from watching it on TV when you were growing up or something that you thought of that was memorable, but, uh, th- that's, those are the most bizarre ones to me.
4: Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about bizarre, but I, I know one, we were, you know, all sort of rooting for, and all look back as one of the open championship moments that could have been one, have one of the best moments ever in sports history was 59 year old Tom Watson back in 2009 you know, he hits what, the eight or nine iron from the middle of the 18th fairway, and it takes a bit of an unlucky hop and and bounces over the green and unfortunately couldn't get down in two. And then it just looked like he he ran out of gas and and losing by six shots in the four-hole playoff to eventual champion Stewart Sink, who almost like, looked like he was feeling bad for Tom Watson, even though he just won his first major. And I, I know, Bob, I'm not sure if you were there, but I, I remember Tom Watson said after he walked into the press center and And the media was down, and he said, "Guys, this isn't a funeral. this is just a golf game, but it 's pretty crazy to think what could have been for Tom Watson that year
2: that That could have been one of the greatest not just golf moments but sporting moments for him to win that championship after having won it so many times before it's uh, you know it kind of had the same for me it kind of had the same feeling as v j Singh beating Mike Weir in that playoff at the RBC yeah. Canadian Open." <laughs> I remember uh, yeah. VJ Singh or yep. over afterwards and said, "You know, uh, guys, I'm uh, Mike. I, I'm sorry. I feel like I spoiled the party." <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you did, VJ. You did. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, and I'll tell you something, Adam, about that eight iron that uh, Tom Watson hit to the 18th at Turnberry, Uh he would not take that swing back. I mean, he flushed it and flagged oh, yeah. it. It was one of the most unlucky hops off the back edge at Turnberry. I mean, that ball lands three inches shorter. It, it, it pops up in the air instead of forward. It's just unlucky. He just, he hit a perfect golf shot and didn't get rewarded, but that's golf and it is certainly Lynx golf. Okay, Skulls, you're going to come back for Stardom, Sinem in hour two as well as uh, winners, weird and what. So we will do that. Lots of golf talk Canada coming up, but on the other side, oh, Adam's been excited about this one. We're giving away a set of the Tiger Wood Irons. Oh, yeah. It is the, uh, the, Oh, have you hit these the P 7 W skulls? Did you hit them? Because they don't make them left handed. I've
0: never. Hit you them. know
4: what? I I have I have uh, I have not hit this specific iron. I hit the P seven thirty the blade uh, two years ago now. Right, and very Karlsbad similar. Iron. And. Th- a very it's a very similar iron yes and the feeling you get when you hit a blade iron pure there's not many better feelings in the golfing world so uh looking forward to maybe getting a chance to try some again but whoever wins this this is a big winner because you know these irons they are some very very nice irons
1: yes p7 tw tiger woods irons we're going to give them away next 20 weeks of taylormade continues on the other side this is golf talk canada
0: this segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including Digifit Floorliner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca.
1: Welcome back, GTC. Oh, we've had some fun during the return of 20 Weeks to TaylorMade this year. A Little different, not being on television, but that'll change in two weeks. Bob, I'm looking forward to getting back in the studio. In two weeks' time, Golf Talk Canada Radio debuts on TSN2, so you can watch Golf Talk Canada Radio every saturday morning and we will be in studio as we can safely be in studio uh we have a huge beautiful radio studio that uh the boys use uh for overdrive as well and um, all the, the the radio shows that come out of TSN 1050, whether you're listening to us or uh, somewhere else this morning on the iHeartRadio app, and, or another TSN market coast to coast, we have a gorgeous studio here. It's big, it's open, so we're 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 allowed to get back in there and do radio on TV August first. That's two weeks from today. And then on August the 5th, we return to our weekly Golf Talk Canada radio program, uh, sorry, TV program, excuse me, as we get set for the PGA Championship. And we'll be doing a one-hour preview of the PGA Championship. And although, Bob, I am grateful that we have the technology to be able to do radio from home and have been able to keep the show going during covid I am excited to get back in the studio to see A, you and Adam every Saturday morning, but B, light this delay on fire and stop stepping on each other's toes and dealing with (laughs) hearing myself back to me and everything I say come in my ear 45 seconds later. That's going to be a treat.
2: The, down, the downside, Mark, is that I'm going to f- have to get out of my pajamas to do radio now. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it really has been nice just sort of sitting here walking into the next room and not having to drive up to the studio. But uh, that's all right. To see your smiling face and Scully and uh, Ben behind the, the board, it'll be, uh, it'll be a pleasure.
1: Well, the other thing too, uh, Bob, I can uh, we'll reach out to uh, Casey and Leslie at Adidas and see if you can get some Adidas pajamas, so you can just come in the studio <laughs> in Adidas pajamas, and then uh, we're all good there. So, uh, twenty weeks of TaylorMade is going to continue uh, throughout the summer into the uh, into September, as the grand prize will be a, a full set of TaylorMade golf clubs through the bag, top to bottom, and we're going to give away that. Ultimate set and tour experience on the Saturday of the U.S. Open, uh, which will be taking place at Wingfoot. And not too sure if you saw this, Bob, but uh, Commissioner Monahan suggested that he believes the USGA is working with the counties and the, and the state of New York, uh, and looking at op- obviously options A, B, C, and D. But according to Jay Monahan, that he, he believes that there is still an opportunity that we might see spectators uh, in a limited capacity at the US Open uh, in September. Um, I didn't really think this was in the cards. I've been asked this question a million times. I said, my answer's always been the same. I don't think we're gonna see spectators in 2020 unless you include maybe a limited special guests and members at Augusta as as potential gallery I could see that you know some some members and special guests only at Augusta in November but I'm really kind of going no galleries for the year but Mr. Monahan who's done an exceptional job so I don't want to second guess him second guess him because you know he's you know he's done an incredible job but he's saying it might happen what are your thoughts on that
2: uh you know it's it's sort of hard to believe but but i you know new york has done a really good job in in dropping its cases that's where the tournament's going to be obviously but um it's the one thing i have heard in in sort of the rumor mill is that they might allow spectators but not in the traditional way so there would be no movement around the course so you would go to the tournament and you would have a fixed position so you're going to sit in this spot on the fifth hole whether it be in sort of a platform or a grandstand and you're going to sit in your seat and be socially distanced and and that's where you go for the day so there may be a way where you can make somehow make that safe I understand there's going to be huge uh, like a, a heat I don't know what you call it it's like a thermometer but basically you walk past it and it tells your body if it's it shows up on the screen if you're if you're hot or, or not so I don't know it seems like a, a stretch and it seems like everyone else is being a little bit more on the safe side and uh, the USGA must want to try and push the bubble some way and be a little bit different. But we'll, well, I'm sure we're going to find out very soon because if it's going to happen, they're going to have to start making some adjustments to the schedule and sell some tickets and, and do a few things that'll let the cat out of the bag.
1: You know, with all this bubble talk and social distancing, I don't know why we haven't just gone to the Seinfeld Bubble Boy at this point by now. We can just all walk <laughs> <Yeah>. around <laughs> like Bubble Boy and just go about our business. All right. You know, you Speaking know, of business. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bob.
2: I was just going to say, you know, I I, um, I actually put out a tweet yesterday because this just crossed my mind, and this was based on nothing other than my own mind. But I said, isn't it interesting how baseball can get an exemption to bring their teams and travel up to Toronto and go back to wherever they're playing in the U.S. and Golf Canada has to cancel two tournaments for two national championships for because the, the, the players can't come across and, and they, they would have to quarantine for 14 days. It just seems a little uh, a little unfair, there, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it seems, uh, very unfair and you wonder what the process was behind all of that and how that happened. Uh, interesting. Mm, I, you know what? I, I didn't even think about that until you've just brought that up now. Now I'm upset and want to jump straight to Winner's Weird or What? But, alright, we can't do that. <laughs> we got to give away a P7TW iron set. This is the blades, the Tiger Woods blades from TaylorMade. made These things are beauties. Uh, Everybody wants their hands on these and the gentleman who's going to grab them is from Mississauga, Ontario, Andrew Mitchell. Congratulations, Andrew Mitchell. You win the P7TW Irons. Uh, from TaylorMade for twenty weeks of TaylorMade, the only way you can win is if you follow us on social media at Golf Talk Canada. It's Instagram and Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. Bob, we only have a minute left. We got to go to break and welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the show, uh, Joseph McLucky from JPSM Golf on the other side. Did you see TaylorMade opened up a new performance lab in Niagara down at Legends on Niagara? Did, did you catch that news this week?
2: I I did. It's gonna be uh, that's gonna be awesome. Those performance labs are unbelievable, and the more people who can experience that and get in there and get fit, I mean get tuned up. We've all been raving about uh, the experiences that we've had and the differences made in our games in terms of distance and in terms of accuracy. So uh, you can't have enough of those places as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, and it's a great location too, because they've got that huge range, all that space at Legends on the, uh, on the Niagara as well. And I was thinking to myself, you know, once COVID's over, all the people from Upper New York State that can use that facility and get fitted and, and whatnot as well will be massive, because they'll all cross the border to, uh, to experience the performance lab as well once life is back to normal. Okay. On the other side, speaking of COVID, um, another silver lining story, another good news story in the world of golf during this COVID nineteen environment is the uh, increased use of golf, uh, increased use of electric walking trolleys during golf. Our friend uh, Joseph Metlucky from JPSM Golf, which is Canada's leader in electric trolleys and, and and all things that are walking with an electric trolley, he's going to join us next. Next, let us know. Uh, what what has been going on, why is this product so popular right now, and some of the new advancements. It's one of those categories that every year they seem to come out with something lighter, better, something new, and we'll find out all about it on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit woodingtonlake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks.
1: And welcome back to Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, Zakino Weeks. Lots to get to in Hour 2, winners, winners, what? We'll get you caught up on leaderboards from around the world of golf as well. And we'll do stardom, sit-em for you fantasy players and maybe laying a little action this weekend at the Memorial. That's a jam-packed leaderboard at the top and a single-digit lead. Very different than what we saw last week at Murfield Village at the workday. But now joining the program is a good friend of ours from JPSM Golf, their owner and operator jumping in now. And Bob and I have been doing some silver lining stories in the last few months in the world of golf. And golf in itself is a silver lining story in the COVID environment. But there's been some products that as well, that as well in this world that we are living in. That have uh, gained some huge momentum, and JPSM Golf is Canada's leader in in, in a regular day <laughs> in the electric trolley world. But their business has seen a big upswing. Joseph McLuckie joining us now. Joseph, first off, how are you? Thanks for taking the time to joining us. And um, how could you predict? Like, how could you ever have predicted? First of all, obviously, what we're going through, you can't. But you know, why this product? Why now?
3: Um, Well, good morning, guys. It's good to be back on the show. Uh, I think it's uh, a very weird uh, time that we're all living in. And one of the things that people say all the time is, how are you doing? And and one day, Heather, who's our director of administration, looked at me, she says, how are you doing? And I looked at her and I said, I don't know. I really don't know. (laughs) And she goes, what do you mean? And so if I go back a little bit, uh, 2019 was the biggest year in our, the history of our company. We had sales up over 34%. And the way our business has ramped, so this is our 13th year. When we started, we really began trying to create the awareness and educate people about the benefits using a walking trolley. And it's been slow. It's been gradual. But last year, you know, we saw a really good uplift. Now, you know, we're doing national TV advertising. We're, we're doing a lot of good things. So going into uh twenty twenty, we we changed our model of how we bring in inventory and we used to bring it in to arrive in the spring, but last year we got caught a little bit because you know, demand was there much sooner. So we finished the year effectively with a full warehouse. So here we were, we came off a record year, we had a full warehouse of inventory, and you know, I'm lucky I spend the winter in Naples, Florida and and you know i'm working away we're doing our marketing we were launching a new brand so we were launching the powerbug brand which is another uk brand we've got them coming in everything's looking great and all of a sudden covid happens and and you know we, we talk silver linings and and i'll have to be honest i i would much rather not be in this situation because unfortunately i lost my mum to the virus she passed away in in late march She was in a care facility. So this is all going on. And then it hits. We're in Florida. We get shut down. Our business closes. And I'm literally going, I don't know if we'll survive. We've got a full warehouse. We've got, you know, I I take my obligation to my staff and supporting them and their families very seriously. And I'm literally panicking. And I said to my wife, never mind, we don't know how we're going to get home, but I don't know if the business is going to survive. Like this is, is, you're going to go from one extreme to the other. We made it back to Toronto. We, we drove back. We, we well, actually, we got to open the business up again because of our online component. And we're sitting there and we got some subsidies and we're going along. And the next thing you know, we started to get our email inquiries started to go up. So, you know, you get 50, 60 email inquiries a day. Suddenly it's a hundred, keeping in mind we'd canceled all our TV advertising and our phone calls started to go up and no one's playing golf. And, and this was when I was working from home because I was quarantined and I'm going like, this doesn't make any sense. Golf courses are closed. There's no golf on TV. There's something going on. Now I, I had other containers on the, on the, on order and I canceled them saying, we don't know what's going to happen. And then BC opens and it ramps up a little more and we start getting orders from clubs. Our online business, our direct business started to ramp up. And literally it was like a snowball going downhill. Before you knew it, it was manic. It was three, 400 email inquiries a day. The phones were ringing off the hook. We, we, I jumped. I thought there's something here. So I put containers back on order, which worked out because around the world had canceled containers and I jumped early. And so here we are to today where yesterday we had a 40 foot container arrive to a completely empty warehouse. So you, you you go back a, a month or two, and I'm telling my staff we should fire a buyer who's me for bad buying strategies, to having an empty warehouse, and and so there's a lot of factors. You say was it the fact that people were conscious of a they want to get out and play golf because it's one of the few sports that they're allowed to do, people were uncomfortable using a push trolley that was supplied by their private club or or whatever. Uh, riding carts were in, in short demand because you had single rider carts. And, and Mark, you know, I, this is my second term as president of York Down. So I was really involved in the opening up of the club and all that strategy. Um, and, and, you know, you read stuff out of the states and the demand for push carts is four times what it normally is at this time of the year. Nobody has a trolley. So I think it's, it's the perfect storm, but I, you know, if If I thought I knew anything about the business and how to build and market brands in a category, the only thing I had never thought of was a pandemic
2: <laughs> it's, uh, i mean it 's a uh, it 's an amazing story. I was walking uh, from my golf range down to the to the pro shop which which takes me right by the eighteenth hole. And one of my friends was out there walking, and I and I saw she had a trolley, and I said to her, I said, look, I'm I'm just about to make in the market for one of these things. Do you like this? Her words to me, Joseph, were, it's changed my life. And she's an avid golfer; she plays all the time. She had the uh, Moto Caddy. I think it's the S1. And uh, that that cinched it for me. I'd been looking around, and so I put my order in last week. So make sure it comes to the top of the list, and make sure I get mine quickly. Would you? <laughs> I'm I'll anxious. be on that. I'll be on. Well, well
3: what's what, what's interesting about it is as your head professional, Colin Emery, who's one of my favorite people in the industry, one of the nicest gentlemen I know. I've seen more. I've seen Colin more this year than we have in three years. He loves Isn't that amazing. Out. He he comes out and he picks up stuff. He was out, he came in last week and, and we didn't know he was coming. And literally every time he's leaving, his, his his car, his SUV is full of trolleys. And when he came in last week he said we said, Well, if you give us twenty minutes, we'll get them ready for you and he disappears and he comes back with donuts. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and, and but, but this is, you know, Dustin at Bayview where where Adam's a member, Dustin comes in once a week. Um wow. But but we've even got cases where people will call, like our Stewart product, the most expensive product, we sell it at 3500 for a follow. You know, we won't have stock and probably till September because everything we have on order is already pre-sold and paid for in full. And we had amazing. one guy call and, and say, look, I want two of these. And and I, I don't know who it was, our, our Adrian or, or Andrew said, well, this is the situation. And he said, no, you don't understand. I want two of these. Yeah, he said, look, how much are they? Thirty five hundred. Okay, I'll give you forty five hundred I'll give you a thousand more per unit. Just put me at the top of the line and said, sorry, we can't do it. Wow. And 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 and, and you can't make stuff like that up. So so I think and, and to your point, Bob, we've said this for years is that that if you've never used a trolley and the perception back when I started the business thirteen years ago was they were for old people. And we used to say to people you can go out and you can buy the latest and greatest technology and and you will get a benefit, but, but reducing the stress and strain, especially during this heat um, will improve your game. And, and what's also interesting is, is every year we know how it, we call it the algorithms. We know how it works. So we're busy up until the kids get out of school, then we drop off and then we'll see it ramp up again in late July, early August when the heat hits. Well, we were going along, and we were crazy, crazy busy, and it dropped off for about a week, and then all of a sudden, spike again with this heat. So it's it's just this this real weird time that that you, you don't want to benefit from something like this, but it it is what it is, and we're doing the very best that we can do. Um, normally, we probably wouldn't have any more inventory coming in at this time of the year. We we you know be in good shape. I've got four more containers on order. It, 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 it's crazy.
1: Uh, Joseph, um, uh, it, I know you said you, you know you don't want to benefit from something like this, but golf in general is doing that, and and I look at it in a different way. I take the cup half full. It's not like a golf. A golf's great. It's good for people. I'm glad people are playing it. I'm glad some of this growth is going to stick. Your product is great. And I'm glad people are being introduced to it maybe more so than they weren't before because of what's going on because it's a great product. It gets people walking. It's, it, it gets them moving. It gets them out of a golf cart. So it, it's, it's, it, it is good news. It's just a, an awkward way of getting here. Um, we've only got a few minutes left. So before we let you go. You know, we know with JPSM Golf, we can, you know, Stewart Golf, obviously, you, you know, Bluetooth, top of the food chain, uh, you can get whatever you want there. I know that you've got, you know, scaled-down models in in, in tech, Motocaddy, et cetera, that very compact, they fold up very quickly, they can go on the go, et cetera. Since the last time we spoke to you, which is probably about six, seven months ago now, I would suggest, what, what's the newest technology? What do our listeners maybe don't know about that has come along in the last six, seven months that uh, that maybe they should be aware of that if they go to jpsmgolf.com, uh, they might see for the first time?
3: Well, we just... So the container we got in yesterday is very exciting. Um, we, we got a new unit in which we had an M5 Connect, which was integrated with your phone for a GPS and it gave you yardages. The unit that arrived yesterday is the new Motocaddy M5 integrated GPS. It's a full-color LCD screen, and it'll show you the hole, you can you can get flyovers, you can touch a part, so you can touch a bunker, it'll give you a yardage, That that's that's a game changer. It's the first one like it in the world. Uh, we have a new Moto Caddy M7 remote coming, that will have that in late August, and, and I've been testing it. And what's very cool about this product is it has what's called slope control. So the cart's going down the fairway and the fairway starts to camber right, the cart will correct itself. So we've been doing testing on it with battery meters and it's using about forty percent less power because you never have to steer the cart. So it's like cars now. We have got lane departure. It's almost like a golf trolley with lane departure. It steers itself. So and and you know, I'm you know, I played nine last night, I tested another unit, a car tech unit that's gonna have that as well as another feature. So we're constantly working to increase the 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 user friendliness of the product and 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 make it really seamless and easy and and it's an exciting time we're growing all the time and and it's great to see the enthusiasm of people and uh we had a guy in yesterday who said i never thought i'd buy one of these he says but really quite frankly if i don't i think i'm 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 an idiot and i said well i wouldn't go that far but it will help you improve your game so it is an exciting time it's just a weird time <laughs>
1: Joseph, thanks so much for taking the time. And I know it's a weird time, but congratulations on all the success. It is a great product. JPSMGolf.com. You got CarTech, Motocaddy, Powerbug, Stewart Golf. All different options. Tons of variations. If you want something quick and easy, you fold it up, off you go, or you want the, uh, the Cadillac, so to speak. You can go that route as well. There, are, there are a lot of great options. I have a lot of friends that use your product and love it. Now, including Mr. Weeks, who's waiting for his. Uh, thanks for taking the time, and let's get on in the link soon. I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better, so I'm uh, looking forward to playing nine with you at the Toronto Hunt. And uh, let's catch up uh, later on in the summer, maybe uh, in the fall, and uh, see what's new at JPSM. Thanks for your time.
3: Perfect. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.
1: Joseph McLucky, JPSMGolf.com, JPSMGolf.com. On the other side, start them, sit em. Fantasy League players, if you're going to lay a little action, You're going to want to hear the next segment. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Speaking of the Irish golf adventure, you know, I was supposed to go to Ireland this summer, gents. We didn't cancel it. We postponed it. And I got my new Ireland itinerary for next July. I got it yesterday from our good friend TJ uh, at Golf Away Tours. And, uh, you know, so because we had to delay it a year, I said, we need to win. Like, I need a win here. I need something to go, yeah, we lost a year, but we got this. And I needed to know what that this was. So the this for us was, I love Old Head Golf Links in Kinsale, Ireland. Uh, one of my favorite golf experiences in the world. And they've got a lodge at uh at Old Head, very similar uh to the lodge you would find at Cabot, only like maybe a little smaller and kind of buried into the rock face uh, that is Old Head. And we added an extra night in the trip at Old Head and an extra round at Old Head. So that's the wins. Like, hey, we lost a year, but we get a night at Old Head and an extra round at Old Head. Little wins in the COVID world, Bob, little wins
2: you always got to hope for those things and that's a that's a pretty good uh, trade off to give up a year for for that uh, extra round and the night <laughs> at, at old head so um i might uh, i don't know if i'd sit a year for that but uh, under the circumstances i will so good for you that's going to be a great trip <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> yeah looking forward to that one and uh, looking forward to just getting back on the road and playing golf again at some point soon knock on wood okay Start 'em, situm em. welcome him back adam scully The Memorial Tournament, presented by Nationwide, Murfield Village, a Murfield that is playing very different. We had this conversation over the last two weeks. What is it going to be for the workday? Well, the workday, the rough is going to be down. It's going to be soft. The greens are going to be slow. For the Memorial, it's going to be stretched out. The rough is going to be up. Greens are going to be two feet faster. And they don't have to worry about losing this golf course. On Monday morning, they're blowing it up. Nicholas is redesigning the, the, the entire golf course, new greens, moving some bunkers around, reshaping some fairways. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what we get next year at the Memorial, but it's a very good, different golf tournament. Adam, we got Palmer, we've got Finau. Um, but we also have the opportunity for some separation. Depending on the setup today though, the lead might be exactly where it is right now. John Rahm at the beginning of the week said this could be a single digit win week. something we haven't seen in a very long time. We've seen, the opposite since the reboot let's start with the stardom where are you going and why who are you starting right now for the weekend saturday sunday at the
4: memorial well mark the last time there was a single digit winner was back at bay hill at the Honorable palmer invitational when it was you know remember how hard those conditions were that was uh, pretty crazy to say the least but uh, this weekend for my stardom sitem i am starting jason day we've been sitting him a lot uh, throughout the stardom sitem segment but i'm starting him this time around Seventy three, sixty six. he's uh, four shots off the lead after three missed cuts and a T-46 to kick off the restart. He was T-7 last week at the workday, and yes, he is a member at Muirfield Village. He's seen it in all, in all conditions, greens slower, greens faster, T's up, T's back. I'm looking for Jason Day to have a big weekend, just four shots off the lead. Bob, who are you starting this time around?
2: Well... I- you know, my my stardoms haven't been all that great so, <laughs> over the last little while. So I'm, what I'm doing is I'm picking a guy who might not necessarily win the tournament, but I'm picking a guy who's going to have a good weekend and he's going to have a high finish. And I'm going with Lucas Glover, uh, mm. which is, he's you know, he's tied for 16th at the moment, but in, he's had four starts since the uh, since the return to play. 23rd, 21st, 20th, and 21st. So he's a very consistent kind of... Top 25 guy, and so I, I like uh, I like what I see from him so far in the restart. He's a nice guy, so I'm going to give him my start.
1: And that's a great pick, Bob, too, and I don't know exactly where we are right now in real time, but up to a week ago since the reboot of the schedule, Lucas Glover was leading the PGA Tour in total birdies made since the reboot. And when you think about the way Webb Simpson is played and Shambo and some of the other names, no one in the world would pull Lucas Glover as the leader in birdies made on the PGA tour since the reboot, but that is the name. That is a great pick by Mr. Weeks. I'm going with an easy one, guys, as a starter. Right now, John Rom, he is not in the lead, but I am taking him as my starter because I think, to, uh, the category that is going to be really important over the weekend is putting the ball in the fairway. He was 11 of 14 yesterday, almost 80% of his fairways yesterday for John Rom. And strokes gained T to green. He is first through two rounds. Strokes gained T to green. So keeping it in the fairway. And it's a Nicholas golf course. So obviously iron play is a big deal in a Nicholas golf course. I think those stats are really important. I'm going to start John Rahm. And the other reason I'm going to start John Rahm is he's 68 67. Oh, sorry, 69 67. Only one off the pace. Yesterday he managed to do that on the negative side of strokes gained putting. If Rom's putter wakes up at all, he's one back and he's not making a thing that tells you how good his ball striking is right now. I think Rom is number one in the world on Monday morning. I think Rom wins the memorial. Adam, who you sitting?
4: I like all those points, Mark. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how Rom can contend uh, this week, and hopefully he can keep that temper uh, going for him because that's something that, that can hold him back as well and without any fans see if he can draw on the zero energy around the golf course. But on the sit side of things, I'm going Jordan Spieth, and he was pretty uh, – he had some comments after his round yesterday. Um, he's a two under, under par round so far, but he seemed a little – he was almost shocked that he played so well. He was sort of laughing about how poorly he was hitting it. <laughs> It's sort of like, with, with Spieth, and you know, to add to this, he's 153rd in third-round scoring, 151st in final-round scoring. Yes, uh, he had four rounds in the 60s back at the Travelers, but still finished T-54. That's how low the scoring was. I just don't see speeth, especially with this rough, really thick, and the fairway super firm, I just don't see him contending this week. Uh, Bob, who are you sitting this, uh, this weekend?
2: Well, I'm going to kind of... Uh... Take a t- take a shot at the old guys here. I'm going to sit Steve Stricker, 73-67. He played really really well on uh, Friday, but I I uh, I just don't think he's going to be the guy who's going to put it out on in the uh, for two rounds consistently. 186 in third round scoring. I realize it's a small sample because he doesn't play a full schedule anymore. Um, but the guy who played on on Thursday. Uh, I think is the guy who's going to show up on Saturday, not the guy who played Saturday and hit, uh, what did he hit yesterday? He hit like almost everything. I think he missed one fairway and he missed three greens. I don't think he's going to be able to keep that going uh, for another day. Mark, what about you?
1: Yeah, I'm going to lean on the old guys a little bit, too. Not as old, Bob, but certainly a veteran. And and certainly also another great guy. You and I picking on two of the nicer people on the PGA Tour. And I'm going to pick on our leader, Ryan Palmer. And I think he's doing it right now, guys, with some smoke and mirrors. He's hitting 53% of his fairways, only 7 of 14 Yesterday, that is not a number that you can survive with this rough at Murfield Village over the last 36. If that continues, you're going to see a balloon. I could see him maybe losing even four or five shots to this leaderboard if that that number continues. Strokes gain off the team, minus 0.407. Right now, he is doing it one uh, one stick and one stick only. 2.6 yesterday in strokes gain putting. He basically made everything he looked at. And that is a scary game. Very hard to live by the blitz. You die by the blitz of the PGA Tour. You need uh, a better game plan than I'm just going to make everything I looked at, a look at. You see what it's done to Jordan Spieth's career. Uh, with that game plan uh i don't see it coming for ryan palmer this week i hope i'm wrong one of the nice guys out there but if you don't put it in the fairway and you got to lead on your putter that hard you're probably going to go backwards okay on the other side boys i like it we're all different we're all we didn't even talk about our picks this week and we're all completely different across the board absolutely love it on the other side we're going to do three dub winners weird and what this is golf talk canada
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations, whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to GTC, Zucchino Weeks. Gully in the house for another segment and that can only mean one thing it is the good the bad the ugly it is three dub it is winners weird and what and bob this week the tea is yours
2: so so what do i do just aim for the pond
3: no you're not supposed to hit it into the water
2: but you hit it into the water
3: i know i hit it into the water
2: well why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there
3: because it's fun we're having fun
2: (laughs) Look, it went further than your ball. All right, my winner this week uh, won't mean a lot unless you have golf TV or uh, you have some <laughs> way to get in on the pre-broadcast. And it's because the, they brought in a new announcer the last couple of weeks, and it's Christina Kim, LPGA Tour player. And I got to tell you, I'm just absolutely loving her as an announcer. She's, if you follow her on Twitter or if you know her at all, she's very. Um, she doesn't hold a lot of stuff back. And I think it's absolutely wonderful to hear her, especially commenting on the men's game. She's not she's not afraid of these guys. She's calling some of them out. She's calling shots. She's making um, funny remarks. I don't know if you've have you had a chance to, to listen to her, Mark. Have you heard her at all?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I was watching a bit of uh, the PGA Tour live coverage on golf TV the last couple of weeks, and I didn't know it was her. And it's funny you bring this up because uh, I'm like, I don't recognize because, you know, we all kind of work together under the PGA Tour uh, entertainment right. label. And I went, I don't know this person. Who, who is this person now, like kind of on our team? And and I, I was doing it as it's cool. Like, she's got some good opinions. I had no idea who it was. I looked it up. Christina Kim. So I had the same feeling you had.
2: Yeah, she's uh, she's going to be uh, she's going to be a fixture. I uh, I will predict. Uh, my weird mm-hmm. this week takes us to Sogging Shores, which is sort of up in the old uh, Bruce Gray area, I believe. I may have that wrong, but um, uh, I, am, I was drawn there because of a report in the local newspaper there. They're going to have a fundraising golf tournament. Of course, you can't really have fundraising golf tournaments anymore because you can't have gatherings afterwards. And, you know, people can go out and play golf, but it's just like going out to play golf, there's nothing that ties it together. So the uh, the Southampton Residents Association decided to put together a fundraising non golf tournament. So the non golf tournament means you don't play golf at all. <laughs> you, but but you can you can actually still compete in the non golf tournament because you can donate uh, and you can sponsor a non hole or you can um, you can help sponsor a non groundskeeper. Or uh, you can you can even get uh, your non you can get a non tea time anyone anytime between July 11th and August 13th, and you can get your non foursome. You just have to get three other people who are very socially distanced and uh, get together to make your donation. So I thought that was a real innovative way, fun way for uh, for a group that normally has their uh, their fundraising tournament for the local uh, healthcare area. And uh, and turn it into something fun and maybe something uh, something that other people can do. If you normally go into a fundraising golf tournament, you can find a way to make your donation uh, to that cause and do it in a fun way. Uh, Adam, have you ever played in a non-golf tournament?
4: (laughs) I'm trying to say, I mean, I've had tournaments (laughs) rained out, but I've never actually (laughs) played in a non-golf golf tournament. I can confirm that correct.
2: All right. Well, the Soggy Memorial Hospital <laughs> is going to be the uh, the beneficiary. Uh, my what this week is, uh, what's going on with the LPGA's first tournament? It's not really a big surprise, but the uh, field uh, has kind of been released, I guess. The uh, the tournament is the drive-on championship. It'll be in two weeks. And, of course, because of the travel restrictions in a lot of places, uh, a lot of the top players are not going to be there. In fact, number one, Jin Yun-Ko. Number three, Sung Yun Park. Number six uh, Se Young Kim, number ten Jeong Ong Lee, and number eleven n b Park will will not be in the field. In fact, the most the prominent flag you're going to see is, of course, going to be the American flag. One of the interesting things is at this point, there is no uh, no Brooke Henderson listed in the field. She may not play wow. the first event. She may skip it and go on to the Marathon Classic. Imagine. Brooke Henderson skipping any tournament is, uh, is unusual, but uh, that's kind of a, a strange one. We'll have to see if she changes her mind, or maybe she just wants to wait one week and see how things develop first before she heads out onto the tour. Uh, Mark, that's an uh, unusual one, definitely, that, uh, that, that doesn't, you don't usually see Brooke Henderson skipping a tournament. But in any case, Mark, the tea is now yours.
0: I'll answer the question you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth
1: uh you're right there bob uh brooke ederson the vj singh of the lpga tour i feel like if we invited brooke for a five dollar nassau she would show up and play i love it i love the fact that she loves to play a lot all right uh my winner this week i'm going with gear because i am a bit of a gearhead. uh i'm still in love with my sim driver uh that's the only thing that still seems to be working in my golf game these days is is my driving. Uh but did you see the prototype iron the P7MB forge blade? that popped up on social media this week. We are still calling this a prototype. It is the made P7MB. It was in Rory's bag this week at Murfield Village. It is a gorgeous forge blade, very similar to the Tiger Woods iron we gave away and the P30. It's just a meteor looking blade. It's got that muscle back. It just looks beefier adam did you see it i was drooling and you know the rumors about this club the rumors about this club is they could find their way into left-handed bags
4: and that's something mark i know you are very ecstatic about bob i know you're also very excited about i did see these all over instagram i was losing my mind i'm looking forward to giving these irons a try they look sweet
1: Well, I'm going to say this. If the rumors are true about them
4: finally making a
1: left-handed, this would be the first time ever in my my entire life that this blade from TaylorMade be available left-handed, then I can only uh, point to one thing. Annually me... Uh, my trip to Carlsbad, along with you gentlemen, it's been happening annually for several years where I pound the upper management of made and Carlsbad <laughs> over the head with, when are you going to make a left-handed blade? When are you going to make a left-handed blade? When are you going to make a left-handed blade? It's finally worked. I have just irritated them to the point to finally make one. Okay. Uh, did Jack Nicholas let something slip on the broadcast mm. the other day? Jack Nicholas suggested that he is working on all these projects, one of which is including a course, in Toronto. Now, two years ago, Bob, I remember when we were at Glen Abbey for the quote-unquote, final Open Championship, final RBC Canadian Open at Glen Abbey. We were hearing about maybe Jack doing a redesign of uh, Rattlesnake Point. Maybe Jack doing a redesign of Nobleton Lake was a rumor. They were also looking at a brand new piece of land in the Caledon Hills as a potential site for a complete new development and not a renovation. And then all things kind of went quiet, you know, two years later, and then this pops up, and then you might have something else on this.
2: Uh yes, so I uh, did a little digging around, and it appears that the course that uh Mr nicholas is uh, apparently going to be working on is actually taboo, and there's some uh there's there's no contract apparently no formal contract between Mr. Nicholas and taboo yet, but he is interested in working on the project, and we're not actually sure if this is going to be a um a redo or another course or something new altogether so we're we're kind of still uh, up in the air I think I think Mr. Nicholas is um, a, a touch premature in in saying that he's working on it yet I think he's going to wants to come up and look at the property and scope scope it all out but apparently there is no formal contract in place although uh, if I was a betting man I'd say he's going to he's going to end up doing something there
1: now it'd be fun to see some work there a second course whatever it is Always liked uh taboo the facility the golf course etc okay by what this week i'm going to be uh with the lpga tour as well bob i know you went with the field uh, of 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 basically uh, an american field in the uh first event but the second event uh the marathon classic just a week later as of right now the lpga still suggesting we could have spectators it is still their uh current mandate to have fans on site they said an announcement a formal announcement could happen in the next 48 hours I just don't understand why a golf tournament, unless you're a U.S. Open, a major, and you, you know, you, you feel like you need to push the envelope. I just don't know why you would add this equa, this puzzle as part of the equation, why you would add the risk, uh, during the pandemic. We don't need fans to have professional golf. We don't need fans to have tours come back. My guessing from an LPGA standpoint, cause they don't, enjoy the tv revenue that a pga tour enjoys i'm guessing this is fiscal that could be the only now i don't know that for fact i i am taking guesses at this for based on what i know from tv revenues and whatnot Uh, but my guess is this is something fiscally related but are you also telling me that the lpga tour drives enough tan sales to the Marathon Classic, to take the kind of risk that might be involved. To me, this is head-scratching material. Don't get it. My guess is in the next couple of days, we're probably going to get a no-fan announcement here would be my only guess. All right, Adam, winner's weird to what? Tea is yours.
3: Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin.
4: Well, gents, my winner this week, Tony And He's a guy who does like to hit bombs, but now he's hitting even bigger bombs. There was a video released late last week of him hitting a shot with, a, with what seemed like a full swing past parallel. We all know he's got one of the shorter swings in the PGA Tour, but is still able to generate so much lag and power from coming in through the inside. But he posted a video, 206 miles per hour ball speed, and he only, he only carried it three hundred and eighty three yards that is unbelievable <laughs> now Finau has, has cranked it up a few times this week getting into 191 194 in the ball ball speed flying at 340 he's close to Bryson territory in that but Mark what is the highest ball speed that you have ever registered
1: geez that's a good question Adam I, I don't think I know the answer to that um <laughs> It would have to be around 160 would be my guess when I was probably a little younger. I'm not, I'm not as long as I used to be, although this year I got longer for the first time in, in close to 10 years because of the sim. And I mean that, I, you know, I've said right. that numerous times that I don't, I have not gotten longer with the new technology. I've gotten straighter, but I have not gotten longer until this year. I, I'm flying it a good 10 yards further for sure. But, uh, overall, I think my ball speed now is somewhere around 150, 151, 152 mile per hour ball speed. I think I used to be up in the around 160.
4: Okay. Okay. Well, it, it was fun to see Tony Finau really crank it up, and good for him for trying new things. Seeing Bryson being motivated by Bryson, and he's tied for the lead, so it's working out for Tony Finau so far. My weird this week: Jack Nicholas was uh, obviously this is his tournament, so he did a press conference on Wednesday, and and the media was asking about Justin Thomas's performance last week, coming up short in the playoff. But Jack Nicholas spilled a a pretty funny little story, and kind of an awkward story as well. So. JT obviously had a three-shot lead of three holes to go. Jack Nicholas was about to board a plane. So we sent Justin Thomas a text saying, congratulations, like great win. He gets on the plane, 10,000 feet up, he gets Wi-Fi, looks at his phone, sees Justin Thomas, didn't hold on to win and Morikawa won the <laughs> playoff, and then <laughs> sent JT another text saying, oops. Uh, Bob, this is a, a bizarre story, isn't it?
2: Uh yeah it just kind of shows you <laughs> that you got to wait till the end of the tournament and uh but who among us hasn 't sent one of those texts texts that they 'd love to send the to take back right <laughs> There should be a feature where you can kind of call it back
4: yes yes definitely a, a bizarre story and a funny story from Jack nicholas my what okay so we we've been doing we, in this pandemic four months now we've been on zoom calls we're doing radio shows remotely there's been some funny bloopers online of zoom calls people walking in the background etc but now pga tour players are doing press conferences as if it were a zoom call and sometimes the media members microphones aren't on mute as rory mcelroy found out earlier this week
2: looking back on them they were three really good weeks just to see i don't know what the i'm doing Doug. (laughs)
4: Uh, I don't know who that was Um. Yeah, I don't know who that was, boys But we've had some funny Zoom moments Throughout, and that guy, that media member Didn't know what he was doing, clearly, Mark (laughs)
1: Oh my God, that is so good. That is so good. Uh, before we go to break here, my weirdest thing in this pandemic has been when we were in Detroit working, uh, PJ Tour Radio, you know, normally when someone finishes their round, you know, we do like a post round interview with the group we were following or a player from the group we were following. Well, now guys, we're, we're carrying this boom mic in our carts that extends like 20 feet. And I was, uh, I, I, I was interviewing Kevin Kisner. And I had this boom mic and I hadn't really used it before I was getting, I was kind of trying to get comfortable with it. And I extend this thing out to like 17 feet to do this kind of weird, awkward interview where you talking to the mic and then the players got to wait until you get the mic back to them to start the answer. Because if they started talking <laughs> before you get the 17 foot boom mic, you're not going to hear the sound. So I said, before we get going, I said, you know, Hey kids, you know, yada, 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 you know, can you wait a pause until I get the mic? He's such a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm rushing because I don't want to waste his time. I answer. I, you know, I open with a question. I start firing the boom mite back his way. Guys, I almost took his head off. I almost took <laughs> Kevin Kisner's head off in, in the, in the interview. It was unbelievable. I'm like, Oh my God. Can this please be over soon? All right, Adam. Thanks so much, brother, for your time. We're two weeks away from TV. Looking forward to that. And, of course, we'll be back here next week for Radio Scully. You have a great week and play some great golf this weekend. Get it back Thanks, to fellas. under par. I'm No doubt you will be able to do that. On the other side, Bob and I will update uh, leaderboards from around the world of golf. Don't forget there's a to- uh, Corn Ferry Tour happening. TPC San Antonio and Taylor Penrith playing well again. Doesn't seem to matter what course, what week. Taylor Penrith playing well week in, week out of the Corn Ferry Tour. Just a matter of time before he starts racking up some wins. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wind up today's show. Uh, let's get you caught up on leaderboards in the world of golf brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club, award-winning championship golf in the scenic Rouge Valley. Minutes from downtown Toronto. Flexible, affordable, memorable. There's never been a better time to join Cedar Braid Golf Club. Visit com for more information and information. Looking forward to getting out to Cedar Bray soon. I hear it is tickety-boo, a little brown in all the right spots with that firm bounce. I bet you the greens are lightning at Cedar Bray. And they won Club of the Year, by the way. So congratulations to Martin and Justin and the entire team at Cedar Bray. They won Golf Club of the Year as voted on by the uh, Club Managers of Canada, Canadian Club Managers Association, naming uh, Cedar Break Club of the Year, so congratulations to them. Derek Ernst is your leader at TPC San Antonio at the TPC San Antonio Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour. That's good for a two-shot lead over three players. Taylor Penrith is only three back. He's at nine under par. It seems every week that Taylor Penrith is playing, he's got a chance to win. Well done for Taylor Penrith there. On the PGA Tour, the Memorial Tournament, presented by Nationwide, Ryan Palmer, Tony Finau, your leaders, 9 under par. That's good for a one-shot lead over John Rom. Rom with a chance to win this golf tournament and move to number one in the world, Mackenzie Hughes, after firing a 66. He starts the weekend 5 back at 4 under par. Well done, Mackenzie Hughes. Of course, Tiger Woods, who barely uh, made the cut, unfortunately, in this one. Uh, Tiger dealing with, uh, some tightness in the back, as Bob and I suggested. Uh, you know, it's gonna be back gate, I think, for most of the summer. Trying to find him here, Bob, to see what he's doing, and, and I've lost Tiger. What, what direction is he moving in today? Have you, have you kept your eye on him? He's
2: actually, yeah, he's actually got a couple birdies, uh, back to back birdies. He's, uh, oh, he just bogeyed, so he's even par for the front night. Made the turn in 36
1: that three over par now for the tournament and Brooks Kepka one over through nine at four over. So Kepka continuing to struggle as. Well, Bob, what's up for the week? we got no uh, radio during the week anymore. We've got no video podcast during the week anymore. And this is all because we're getting set to go back to TV. Two weeks today, Golf Talk Canada TV on radio. Instead of listening to Golf Talk Canada, you can also watch it on TSN2 every Saturday morning starting August 1st. And that week, our regular TV program returns with a 60-minute PGA Championship preview special. We're only two weeks away from Golf Talk Canada radio, radio on TV, and our usual TV uh, program, August, September, you're going to get more golf talk and know what to do with. What's happening this week as we lead up to that for you, Bob?
2: Uh, lots of stories chasing down still a little bit, but I think I'll, uh, I'll give my pajamas a wash and, and put them away because I won't be, I won't be able to use them starting uh, very soon now when we're <laughs> not in the studio. So there you go.
1: The calm before the storm, Bob. We're going to have two majors. <laughs> think of this two major championships and three FedEx Cup playoff events in a seven week span starting the first week of August. I. Can't wait. Remember, 20 Weeks tailor made continues. Next week, we're giving away a SimMax driver to anyone who follows us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Golf Talk Canada. If you're listening to us on TSN 1050, coming up next, the Greg Carrasco Show. If everyone else around the country, thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC.